0: We are back with another episode in the Love Series, and today I think you're really going to like it. I'm going to be revealing one of the most loved lessons in our school that we teach with women, and it's called non-negotiables. And I think women underestimate how much of an opinion they really have. Even women who feel like they're pretty laid back, pretty chill, pretty quiet, um, we have some really strong opinions deep inside of us. And The unfortunate thing that I see time and time again is they come out after we've already chosen a guy. And then we find out, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be like, or, oh, I didn't realize how much that annoyed me or upset me. And these small things that we often just put to the side when we're looking for a spouse, and then we don't ask the right questions and, and think about what we really love in our life, what we're not willing to give up, what we definitely want, what we don't want. I find a lot of women don't really know as much as they think they do, or they find out way too late. And either way, it ends up with Disaster. Let's just say that. I'm on calls tons, tons of the times in the week where I hear these stories. And it's a little bit late when you're two kids in and you realize you might have picked the wrong guy or you picked a guy who just does not want what you want or is not aligned. And that is honestly a reason a lot of women live. Really, really sad marriages, loveless marriages, marriages where they're disconnected from their husbands, and so forth. So, if you are still in the position where you have the ability to still look for this podcast is for you because whether I said in the last one, your person who's getting married for the first time, you're divorced, or you're married with children and you need to learn for your children to teach them to do this, then this podcast is for you. It's a lifesaver. Let's take a listen. Hello, assalamualaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, and we're coming to you twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, with tons of gems. And today we're going to continue on with our love series. And I explained last podcast that this is a, a twist of an approach that I'm taking because before I would go just for women who are honestly uh, getting married for the first time, but that's not what this series has Uh, transformed into now and and it's ironic because I don't know why I didn't do it the first time I myself was married the wrong way and then learn this. And that's why I teach it to women and then remarried. So myself, I'm technically a divorcee. I don't really ever like, I think label myself. I think that's my problem. I never label myself. And I think women do that often, right? They label themselves and they carry that story. Like I'm divorced, like that's her story, right? Or I'm, um, I'm a person who was abused or this or that. And it's good to carry, the part of that story that teaches us how to not get hurt again, but it's not good to have that story define us as if, that's the be all and end all of who we are. We can evolve. We can grow so many good things. So I think I never defined myself as that because I've moved on. I have an amazing husband. Um, he was in one of our last podcasts, um, a while back, I think it's called my love store. If you guys are curious, I actually had him on the podcast. I don't ever do that. Um, I don't believe in that type of stuff that whole, like, you know, be with my husband and on social media stuff. I think that stuff is toxic to be honest. And I put some I've just seen some really horrible things, some really bad breakups and stuff like, so don't do that. But the reason I put it is to show you that what I talk about, what I teach is totally possible and really works. In fact, we've married our children this way. Um, At least three of them are married now. Alhamdulillah, we have, um, I have two more small ones still in the house. And we've honestly done this with thousands and thousands of women. So excited today to bring you one of the most favorite lessons that we share with women, which is non-negotiables. And this one is huge. And it's really weird because I never thought, in all honesty, when I put together so many um, things for you guys, that this would be the one that would just really stick and you guys would love. But um, a lot of you guys know we do so much. We have the podcast here, but we do so much more, right? This is just kind of a snippet, right? If you don't know us already, we have an entire website, www.mindful-muslimah, M-U-S-L-I-M-A-H. And we do consultation calls. We have an entire private global international sisterhood and uh we have we mentor women and stuff like that um outside of this we also have free classes and they open up a couple times a year so we're just about and this is my big announcement i think the first time i'm technically saying it um we usually do it once or twice a year but lately you guys just keep begging us to do it twice a year we probably honestly by next year we'll go back to once a year but we're going to keep it going while you guys are still able to ask and we're still able to provide june so june is approaching right um, we're reopening our muslim marriage lab which is our um, free class and our offering where we teach women how to find a spouse by the quran and sunnah so this love series is dedicated to the fact that we are helping women we know like as the warm weather kicks in for some reason women just think about love. And as, uh, what is that Valentine's day that comes in? We usually try to touch on that in January. So that bug of Valentine's day doesn't hit you because that's like not an Islamic thing, but we get the whole love thing. So we touch on it there. And again, as the warm weather kicks in, as the summer comes in, I feel like I don't know, we get all like lovey-dovey. And so I think it's a perfect time to, and, and there's, I just think a lot of weddings happen also. And alhamdulillah, inshallah, uh, in, wherever you live, COVID is allowing you guys to get together in larger numbers, especially for important times of your life like weddings. So I pray that everything is easy for all of you. And um, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help all of us to return back to some form of normalcy that is best for us in the dunya in the akhir. So let's talk about, like this big lesson that everybody sends to like love and walk away with and feel it's hyper impactful, which is talking about your non-negotiables. So if you're a woman who really wants your opinion to be valued, if you're a woman who really wants to feel like you have a say in things in the marriage, if you are really a woman who feels like you don't want a big fat surprise (laughs) after you get married and end up in a lot of depression and heartache and drama because you realize you didn't discuss some stuff that you thought you'd covered at all in the meetings, then this podcast is surely for you. And I don't know a woman who doesn't want her opinion to be heard like most of us do, just some of us are better at voicing it than others. So this will really help you to weed out who is not good for you because it'll let you to ask the right questions ahead of time. So I have many lessons that I teach when marriage lab we actually have um free classes we have entire courses in our school so I'm giving you like a snippet for one of our courses so if you guys ask me like where can I get this stuff it's in a course so it's not like it's a free downloadable I know I do a lot of those but today it's such an important lesson I really wanted to share it with the world so I think you guys could really benefit so one thing that's really really important to me is that we think about like I said what we really want it's really important I tell women with guys it's really tricky right you get all emotionally caught up with them, you get really into them, and then you don't make really smart decisions. And that's kind of normal. Okay. If that's you and you're you're kind of like really um vibing on liking somebody and then you're finding yourself kind of turning and twisting in terms of like giving up stuff you didn't think you would. Like I have women contact me and they're like, oh, you know, um I'm engaged to this guy or I'm thinking of accepting this proposal for this guy or whatever it is. But, you know, there's this thing and, um, you know, whatever, like I'm thinking about, like he wants to live here and I really don't want to live there, but I'm thinking, you know what, let's just give it a shot and stuff like that. So I don't suggest women do things like that. Let me tell you why, because I've seen the women after they get married and I have to hear other conversations about, oh my gosh, why did I agree to that? Now I'm stuck. Now, I'm, now I have to live with a guy who wants to live in the other side of the world. I miss my family. I miss this. Like, so There's so many traumatical things that happen with that. So let's teach you instead how to consider things but to do it in a way that is not going to work against you and what you really want. Let's help you get what you really want. That's what we're all about here at Mindfulness, which is empowering you, but doing it in the Islamic way. We're not into some like free to be me like type of stuff. We're here to be like, okay, look, there's a real way to do it. Let's talk about balance. So I'm going to give you that today. Shaltan. So um, inside of the particular lesson that I teach, we teach women that like, it's really okay to say your opinion and to not feel bad about it. And I did a whole entire podcast recently. I suggest you listen to it about, um, why do people keep hurting me? And I think as women, we give a lot of our power away. So what I, when I noticed from women, what I'm really interested in is like, why do they do this? Right? Because I did this to it at a point, but now that I'm not that person anymore, I have to sometimes remind myself and revisit. And for some of you guys, you might not be aware. Um, and so what I try to tell women is, Um, We have a choice. We are choosing to give up power that's pretty much what's happening a lot and because of that a lot of people we allow them to hurt us people can only do to us what we let them and it's the same thing when it goes to looking for a spouse like we don't have to give up certain things we don't want to just to compromise for the family there's certain boundaries you have to set so I'm gonna help you today to set those boundaries and that's what I do um, in our school with women a lot so I'm gonna help you to set those boundaries so that you are not what's the word I'm gonna say you're not doing things you don't want to do like right now and feeling like, oh, about it, or you're not making mistakes right now that you didn't realize were mistakes that you're going to get surprised with later, right? So this is a preventative measure and it's really, really good. Now I'm going to teach you some very slight but powerful moves. You're going to be like, why is that super powerful? It is because you're going to get deep with yourself about what you really want and what you really don't want. And that's really important. I lose the word really a lot. It, 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 it's It's the honest truth. So um I myself, I'm just giving you a quick little backstory. I didn't realize with certain things in my life how much things meant to me until I experienced them. So for example, I at one point, um you guys know I lived in Dubai, right? It's the weirdest thing ever right so i was i'm a type of person that i'm in the city a lot right i'm in new york city i love the hustle and bustle of the city i'm in new york city so it's really nice i'm so spoiled um honestly guys i've traveled all over the world and i'm going to tell you we have some really really great food here and the reason being is because we have first generation immigrants tons all over the world whether it's vietnam thailand Lebanon. Um, I could just go on and on. Ethiopia. We have so many different first generation people that have the American dream, right? They come here and they build businesses and restaurants. And so for me, like I'm such a food person. I love culture and experience and food and all that good stuff. That's why it's so like good connecting with all of you. By the way, we had a book club. This is our first one um, this week. And if you have not already gotten in, you need to get in. Women were from everywhere it's like sri lanka uganda um, trinidad um uk canada netherlands like it's so good it's just we're so mixed and it's finally a space where women can come together and feel like the culture is not a big deal. Like, can we get past that right now and just move straight into how we feel, how we experience, what we're going through? And I think that's what I love about the book club. And women are doing that. And for those of you who don't know, we do book clubs for free um, all the time, maybe like maybe three, four times a year. We jump into a nice book. We're doing Reclaim Your Heart with Yasmin Mujahid right now. But the point is, outside of the book club, we do that all year round inside of Thrive. So when you guys hear me talk about that stuff and I get all like ushy gushy, it's because I'm, I'm so like into this. This is my stuff. I also have a, a, a degree and background in um, intercultural stuff and anthropology. You know, I know that sounds really weird, but like it, it is my passion also. So anyway, the point is I digress. Um, I I do love food. So in New York City, it's like that, right? So I grew up in the city um, in in terms of like my work and my interactions, but I've always kind of lived in the suburbs. And um, my parents had me growing up with a backyard with trees grass, you know, and a space to just sit outside. And so what happened is when I was younger, um, that was the absolute norm for me. And I think something happens. And I think older women can relate to me right now. Like as you get older, you start to go back to your roots a bit more. So when I was young. I'm like jumping around, like running the city, you know, checking all these hot spots, like getting really involved in stuff. And I just like the like, go, go, go. And as you get older, you start to like slow stuff down and get more into like what really means something to me. I'm tired of compromising my life for everyone else type of thing. And so alhamdulillah, like in about way and so I we moved to Dubai we packed up everything we've ever and this is very much related to marriage I'll tell you in a second we packed up every single thing we ever now I've been married probably at this point maybe like 10 years so it's not like a new marriage for me but we packed up everything my husband and I we decided we're gonna like make hijrah and we're gonna start with Dubai maybe we're gonna move on to Saudi after that we were, we were just going with the flow but either way we wanted to put our kids in some type of Islamic programs we were choosing Dubai as kind of like a a, how do I say it? Like a transition because it's so Americanized too, like in the sense that it's very multicultural. The fear we had is that we were going to go, cause we're so into like multicultural as a family. Even our family is very, very mixed. We're from all over. We're from Africa, Asia, and um, Europe. We're from just very, very mixed backgrounds, the Caribbean. And so um, we're, we're just um, afraid of being in a place I think are concerned about being in a place that is not that way. It's just like you go there and it's one way. And even though I know some countries will claim, like for example, you could go to like Japan and they'll have a restaurant for Italian food, but how good is that Italian food? Right. Or you'll have like they'll, they'll, they'll do some like riff on like a Caribbean restaurant and you're like, hmm, how good is that? And a lot of times I get incredibly disappointed because I'm very, very spoiled being in New York City and having access to amazing. Food and amazing um, experiences that are intercultural. So we like, you know what, Dubai it sounds like a pretty good. Um, thing. And it, and it kind of was, um, even though there it was still like Disneyland. If you guys know what I'm talking about, you are, you're from Dubai or you've ever visited Dubai and li- or live there. It's, it's more of like live there. They have this thing, they have this place. Oh my gosh, I can't remember it right now. And you guys are probably saying it in your head if you're from there, but like there's this one place you go to visit and it has all the international countries and you can actually go there. So what happens is I had lived in Dubai and I was looking for like a talgin. It's very hard to bring a talgin, like a Moroccan type uh, cooking vessel over there. So they ended up having like um, little Morocco, little this, little that in this area. And I had to struggle to find stuff. So my point is, we picked it because we're like, oh, you know what, that's good. And the reason I'm sharing this with you, okay, this is how it's related to marriage, is when you're thinking of doing something new, or you're like, you know what, I'm going to be open to that. You don't really know till you get there. This is my big life lesson for every woman listening. You don't really know. I have women who are like thinking about moving, thinking about doing things for the first time. I was just in a wedding and I was, and by the way, exciting announcement. um, And I'll talk about it more in another episode or two ahead. One of the women in our program recently got married and I attended her wedding and it was surreal because I was, I was able to, because I'm in America and they were in America and they invited me to the wedding and I ended up going. So Alhamdulillah. And it was just so beautiful to see someone from, they've come from one area where they were really, really struggling to like the most beautiful experience. And they ended up with the most amazing spouse and it was just surreal. And so, you know, when you, when I was in that wedding and I was sitting there and I was talking to another sister who also works with us and she's actually in Thrive, um, it, it was, it, it's so ironic, right? Cause like somehow we're all interconnected and we find each other. So I didn't even know she was gonna be there in particular. And alhamdulillah, um, she was telling me like she's on the brink of this or that and with her marriage and it's really not well and she's considering by salvaging it by going to like across the ocean to live with him at this new place that the guy wants to live. And what I told her was the same thing I'm going to tell you is when you're making these huge decisions, guys, to live somewhere else with a spouse, to do things drastically different than what you were raised to do, be really weary Um, or careful or cautious because those huge dramatical changes can sometimes be great and sometimes they're devastating. And once you're in a marriage, this is a pretty permanent situation. What I suggest to women is that you try things out. When I say try things out, I don't mean like trial marriage. I mean like why don't you go visit that country before you move there? Why don't you go spend a week there? Why don't you go try to maybe work there a little bit? Like I don't know, like whatever you can if it's something drastic. And I know I keep mentioning moving just because it's a really easy Thing to talk about, there's tons of other examples, but for me, like that's something that I've seen huge, right? So we moved to Dubai. We eventually packed up all our stuff. We decided to go there, and you know, it's really weird. I didn't know something was going to bother me till I got there, and it wasn't. It wasn't the people, and it wasn't the place, and it was something so strange, and it made me very depressed. And I was like. Really is that what is that what's gonna make me feel and I didn't know till I got there. Do you want to know what it was you, you're gonna be like what really in Dubai there's no trees there's no grass. okay let me reframe that and except for fake, trees and grass that are man-made and if you've lived in dubai you know what i'm talking about if you go to like the super western areas they make them look so lush and green and then you um you go on youtube and you can look all the stuff in dubai the majority of United Arab Emirates is dust. It still is. I don't know why they make it look like it's like the size of Dubai is like, I don't know if you're from New York city, it's like Queens. It's like not even Queens. So you think it's going to be huge. It's going to be lush. It's going to be all this great stuff. There's going to be these buildings. Um, They make it look like there's this oasis. And I got there and most of my time it was like concrete and dust. And I lived in Sharjah, which is another emirate that's next to it. I share all this to you guys for a reason, so just hold your, hold hold your hold on with me here. Um, I got there and I started getting very depressed. Now mind you, I I went for all the great intentions and there was other stuff too, but I didn't realize how much that in the deepest core of me, when I was looking for, like I was going through difficult things in my job there and if you've heard me from different other podcasts, um, it's just, it's really hard to work there. Um, I, I equate it to, um, I think I said to somebody recently, it's like America in the 1950s, it's really bad human rights, <laughs> that's all I can say. A lot of racism. And there's a lot of great stuff there too though. Like we we actually really enjoyed living there in other ways. But, um, so I was going through a lot of that, it was really hard for me, especially I told you because we're so intercultural, it was really, really hard. And when I got there, um, I didn't realize that when I'm sad, I like to sit in nature and I didn't realize that nature was my connectivity. So as soon as somebody ripped that away from me, it just it just put me into this downward spiral and I was getting very, very depressed. And who would have thought that trees and grass, you see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ponder on the nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that that would have done it for me. Like I would have never guessed going across the world. And by the way, when you Google stuff and YouTube stuff, it doesn't do it justice till you're there, okay? So I say that because a lot of our community is international. We tend to give up and fly across the world to be with one another. We do marriages where we marry somebody from back home and then we bring them over and we think everything's going to be rosy, rosy. And it's not because they're used to living a particular way. You're used to living a particular way. We have people who are having these intercultural marriages and they're good. It's just that there has to be more of an understanding that like that stuff might deeply affect you. I have women who have gotten and went to live with the other family and then there's so many different cultural differences they weren't expecting it or they weren't expecting to miss their family so much or they weren't expecting this or that so i use the drastic example of moving before i get into the non-negotiables because i wanted to frame for you how slight that might be oh it's just a move But it's not sometimes it it rips you to your core where it can send you into downward spirals of depression and i have a lot of women who call me who are already in those they call me up and they're like because i do 15 minute free calls you guys know that um if you've been listening to the podcast we also do longer a lot of women ask me do you do coaching do you this technically yes i don't call it coaching i think coaching is a little i think coaching is a little cheesy to say that word. Sorry. That's my, uh, my little bell for my kids. Um, but I think it's a little cheesy. So I don't use that word I, and I'm not trying to like shoot down anybody who's into coaching. I'm just trying to say like, um, in the sunnah, we don't really refer to it as life coaching. It's kind of like nasiha. It's like getting advice and things like that. I like to just stick with our own words. But anyway, alhamdulillah. Yeah, so we do like 45-minute consultations. We do fifty minute And we help, help a lot of women with their marriage. We help a lot of women with their, like who are already married, by the way, if you're listening to this. And we help a lot of women with their parenting, when they're first married, when they're deciding on who to marry. We do that stuff all the time. So you're more than welcome to check out the website. If you go to the connect with me section, I think, or something, you can definitely, um, look up how to get a consultation. We also have them, um, if you want to DM me on Instagram, but the point is, um, today I want to teach you, and I had to frame it in that story first, because I wanted to teach you that like me, myself, I've experienced that. Um, my husband is also from another culture, so I married him and there's a lot, even to this day. And you guys that might've heard, I did an entire podcast on, um, being married to someone from a different culture, um, it's really, really important that you understand that that stuff is really deep. Like to this day, we will identify and name each other. And then we have to hold ourselves back and go, wait a minute, that's, that's your culture. That's not you. For example, in my husband's culture, women do not have a say in anything, (laughs) like anything, like you don't consult your wife. Like, why would you even do that? Like, what does it matter? Whatever I want to do, she'll just do that. Now, my husband isn't like that because he follows Islam. In Islam, that doesn't happen. But every once in a while, there's that moment of struggle in his head when he's going to have a conversation with me, and I could see him reflecting, and I have the same. Because in my culture, it is very much, uh, how do I say it? Like, it's the complete opposite. It's like husbands and wives discuss everything. Decisions are made together. We do. I, have, I cannot relate to this mentality that he has. So we have to meet in the middle. And that that took some work. And the, the non-negotiables that I'm going to talk about right now and teach you very quickly, and like I said, I wanted to frame that, um, is really important because there are things that you don't think will be important, but they really are. So let's talk about that. So non-negotiables are boundaries. You setting boundaries for yourself is critically important. It's very important that you set boundaries for yourself, because if you don't set boundaries for yourself, you're going to find that you're going to compromise on things that you really don't want to. So my suggestion to all women, and the big thing we talk about in the courts, is to not move on your non-negotiables. There's going to be other areas in your life where you will be flexible. You'll be that flexible, possible bride, but your non-negotiables are exactly that, non-negotiable. Right, and I think women really struggle to put their foot in the ground. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. But here's the thing: if you do that now, before you get emotionally involved in a guy, it's so much easier. I see a lot of women make the 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 wrong decision of like whatever. I guess they get into like haram texting with a guy, they get super into him, and then they realize some stuff just isn't really going to work, and they're like, uh, we'll figure it out later. Nope, recipe recipe for disaster. Don't do it. Right. So what you're going to do instead? you're gonna start to think about your boundaries or your absolutes every woman must have these now in the course we end up doing like workbooks and we have exercises and what but i'm going to give you like the general gist and lowdown now so you can generally have that when the actual free class opens up and i believe it's opening up mid-june maybe like two to three weeks i really suggest if you have not already to get into the free class when we open it because we're going to teach women all the areas you must know before finally picking that guy if you mess up in even one of these areas i'm telling you this is just enough to not be able to survive in your marriage or maybe you'll be able to stay in the marriage it will not be the the marriage you thought it would be. And I don't want that to happen to any of you. So definitely, definitely when it opens up, um, I'll see if I could put a wait list below. Or generally, if if you want to DM me, I'll I'll find a way to to get you on the list. All right. So the absolutes, non-negotiables, how do we do this? We have to have limits. Now, I try to tell women, this is really important. I think the whole beginning I've stressed it's really important. Because you don't want to end up with somebody that you don't want to end up with. Let's just say that, right? So for example, um, maybe you are not into guys who smoke. And we all know smoking is not really good islamically, but you know, it happens. There might be a guy, he has a bad habit. He's a great guy. He just has this ugly habit, right? And so you're like, you know what? I'm going to marry him anyway. And you know what? We'll work that out. We'll get him on a little thing. We'll get him a patch. We'll make him, you know, I'm just being honest. Like these things happen. Let's pretend that somehow he didn't show you at first, but then you've uncovered that he's a smoker or there's some type of a little bad habit or trait about him. Maybe he has this thing where he's like follows girls on Instagram. Like I'm just saying these things that you think I'll just fix that. I'll just love him enough until he'll stop doing it. Guys, come on. Let me tell you the problem with that. But what if he doesn't stop? But what if? See, that's the thing nobody thinks. They think, oh, you know, our love will be enough. No, because if you're a type of a woman that doesn't want your children to smoke, like who wants their kids to smoke, right? Then don't marry a guy who smokes because the chances of your, your children smoking because they've watched their father smoke for 20 years or whatever it is, are really high, like, why do we think that that's like, if you have a husband who has a, an addiction of some sort and then you have children, then the women are like, oh, how can I stop my children? I'm like, well, did you know he had that addiction when you married him? Well, yeah, but I figured, you know, we'd work through it. No, don't figure, sister. You have to think, if that is incredibly important for me to not live in that place, to not have a guy with that habit, to not this and this and this, make it a non-negotiable. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to take a piece of paper gonna make a t-chart what's a t-chart oh my gosh such a teacher term right you're gonna draw a line straight across right horizontally and a line down vertically like a t like the letter t a big letter t on your paper on the left side you're gonna put must-haves on the right side you're gonna put must-not-haves you know what I'm, what I accept, what I don't accept. Now, let me tell you what you're not going to put on the paper. You're not going to put like must have blue eyes, must go to university, must, um, you know, must, um, must this and that. Like it's like you're not going to pick shallow things must be six foot tall and have a really sharp jawline. No, ladies, that's not what I mean. What I mean are the things in your life that you are really important to you. And this is when I, I really implore you to explore what those are. For example, let me tell you some things that women didn't realize until after to kind of help you pick some. They really wanted their mother to live with them because she's getting older and their father had passed away and they knew they wanted to take care of their mom. They didn't establish that as a non-negotiable, something that they must get a guy who accepts before marriage. They just thought they'd figure that out after. He'd probably understand. It's a so-no-so, you know, like they thought that. Don't think anything, ladies. We have to stop assuming people are going to understand us, know what we want, and accept what we want. It's just not likely, and it's poor communication, to be honest. So what we're going to put are things that are really important to us. I have to be able to work. If that's really important to you i have to be able to finish university before x and x i have to be able to i i I definitely want that our kids are homeschooled i don't want my kids to go to public school i only want them to go to islamic school like whatever it is you need to write it down um it was so cute one of the sisters one of her non-negotiables in the wedding that i think i was recently at um it was i want to get married in the masjid I don't want a dance hall with music Haram. like she literally and it's so cute she, the guy she married was like when he asked her this question it was his not he's mishallah he's very religious too and when he had this non-negotiable for himself and and she, she was telling me like how giddy it was he was like i only want a woman who wants to get married in the masjid all these women they want these big dance halls and disgusted like that he was very upset by it because he really really wanted to have a good islamic woman and she's like subhanallah i've been looking for a guy who wanted to get married like this he's like i've been looking and that's the thing ta'ala draws the hearts together he will he will with the right intention and the right approach but most women don't know and they're doing it wrong and even they're they're not finding a guy because they're displeasing allah because because they're, they're doing a haram. And I want to tell you, there's a middle way. There's a way to get to know the guy and not do haram and not feel extreme. And this is what we teach women all the time. So in your non-negotiables, on the left side, you're going to have like must haves. I must be able to work. I must be able to this. I want to finish university. I want my kids this. Think about beyond yourself. Think about kids. Think about living situations. Think about work. In a future podcast, I'll do something about questions. I know you guys love that. Um, But on the right side, let's go on the right side. Must not have. So if you have some, I'm I'm talking about now, how are you going to decide what's, and this is a question women ask me when they get into the program. They're like, all right, how do I know if it's something I really want, well, that's where you need to explore yourself. What are things that make you cringe? Like, what are things that you're like, oh no, never, right? Maybe, like I said, maybe it's having a guy who's a smoker. Um, if you could finish the sentence, I never, who, I never want a guy who, I never want a guy who, I never want a guy who smokes. I never want a guy who thinks it's okay to um call me names i never want a guy who like like, what are the things that that are really important to you and getting more technical i think less emotional more technical but i mean what happens is as you start to list this is the thing you're not going to have a laundry list of like 30 things this is not what we're going for here we're going for like top strong Things that you will not be able to move on I absolutely refuse to live outside of the UK I absolutely refuse because I want to be close to my family I want to live with them and I want to have